Listener Production. Hey there, Bensie on Seabit with this extra episode of The Briefing. What was your last power bill like? For many of us, it's been a bit of a shock. Power prices have been going up, and a hot summer ahead means more air conditioning and possibly another rough power bill next quarter. But what if we could pay no power bills at all? That's exactly what one developer is offering with a new Australian house design that's won an international award for its sustainability. Green Homes, the developer, says environmentally friendly designs like this can actually be affordable to build and more new houses should be constructed this way. So today we're going to take you inside the house with no bills and find out what the rest of us, who might not be in any position to buy or build a new house anytime soon, might take away from it. Here's our WA journalist, Alastair Kirkby, to kick things off. Hey, Alistair. So you went on a tour of this beautiful, environmentally friendly house. But I'm just wondering, have you lived in rentals or houses that haven't had very good heating and cooling uh, situations? Because I know that I have. Definitely. When I was in uni, I had one room that had three external walls and uh, it got sun pretty much at every angle with no insulation. So I've definitely been there, done that. I can absolutely empathise with that. I was in a share house for a few years that had, I think, like 100 louver windows and half of them didn't close. So it was pretty difficult to uh, get anything other than the temperature that it was outside, inside. But let's speak about this house that you went and looked at. It's on the outskirts of Perth. Take us on a bit of a tour. What did you notice? So the house is about 20 kilometres northeast of Perth's CBD. And the first thing I noticed, I think, was the the weather on the day. It was sort of low to mid-30s, so it was quite warm outside. And then I pulled up to this beautiful house and, you know, it's quite modern. It's double-storey. It's quite striking. There's beautiful timber cladding on the outside. And to be honest with you, I was quite sweaty. So when I, when I stepped in, the first thing I noticed was just how cooler it was inside compared to the outside. So I think that was sort of my first impression. The second thing I noticed though was there were ceiling fans pretty much everywhere and you definitely notice that and you definitely hear that they're sort of all running at full full speed but I guess that's sort of just moving air around but yeah it was really cool inside. Okay so you get inside and your uh, your sweatiness is uh, fixed somewhat and this is a house that the developer says you're not going to have to pay bills on so how does that work what are the what are the features? Yeah, so that's the claim from from the builder. And I think one of the main features is how they've positioned it on the block. So they try and maximise that sunlight. So I guess in winter, it, you know, they make the most of the warmth and, and then in summer, they're, they're not getting sort of all of the, the sun's rays. Uh, you've got things like solar panels. You've got a, a battery so you can sort of store that power. They've even got this sort of home energy management system that tracks all your usage. They've got this water-wise garden that uses Wi-Fi. Can you imagine, you know, watering your, your garden via Wi-Fi? So I don't know if that helps, but an interesting feature nonetheless. And then, yeah, they've got this sort of like the whole thing's based on this passive cooling and heating idea. So you're maintaining that comfortable temperature year round. And interestingly, no air con. So I guess that explains all the fans. Yeah, right. Okay. So 
I guess it's great in theory to have this house where you don't pay any bills, but buying any house feels pretty impossible at the moment, let alone buying one that's beautiful and modern and environmentally friendly. So how much would one of these set you back? So the one I toured starts from $620,000. So that seems like it might be a lot, but I got in touch with the Housing Industry Association and in October 2023, they said the average construction cost of a new home is around $490,000. So a little bit more pricey. This particular company, Green Homes, they're building some in Bingara in southwest Sydney and their sort of house and land packages, they start at $1.3 million. But they also do have designs that are a bit cheaper, sort of $550,000, which isn't too much uh, more than that average. So Green Homes CEO Mick Fabar says, if you take out all those sort of upgrades like that polished concrete and that sort of beautiful stone bench top, the costs are sort of similar with non-sustainable builds. The cost to build a sustainable home is the same cost per square metre as it is to build a standard run-of-the-mill non-performing home. If you get the design right, you know, by the time we'd built our 100th home, it sort of worked out clearly. We had enough data that showed that if we planned them well and we orientated them correctly and we were able to incorporate solar passive design, um, the cost per square metre or square foot was really affordable. Okay. So, relatively affordable in comparison to, you know, a pretty unaffordable housing market in general. But is part of the reason that it's affordable to some degree is mainly because it's far away from the city. I mean, it's not much use being super environmentally friendly if you're driving a petrol car 20 kilometres to and from work. Yeah, I I think, you know, I guess in theory, these, these homes could be built anywhere. And I guess the challenge would be finding a reasonably priced block in a capital city, you know, sort of smack bang if there is any land available. So Mick says his company has more than 60 properties that rank more than sort of seven stars in sort of all the climate zones. So in theory, they can be built anywhere. I guess, yeah, just finding somewhere to build them at a good price. Sure. And you said seven stars there. Can you explain what stars mean in this context? Yeah, so the star rating is delivered by the Nationwide House Energy Rating Scheme, assesses homes based on a sort of set criteria of the home's annual energy usage. So it sort of shows how good they're going to be in terms of using energy and how efficient they were. So this home I toured was 9.2 stars out of a possible 10. Uh, The more energy efficient it is, if that sort of makes sense. Okay. So these design features that you noticed when you were walking around this environmentally friendly house, are there any that someone who's renting, like myself, might be able to kind of retrofit temporarily into their own houses? Or is this something that you really need to buy and build yourself? I guess there are some things that can definitely be done to improve how a home performs. But in a rental situation, I guess it would really come down to the landlord Uh, actually doing them. So here's Mick on what he calls green retrofitting. You know, you can't pick a home up and and just spin it and and orientate it differently, obviously. But green retrofitting is the new thing, right? It sort of hasn't landed here yet, but green retrofitting is going to be huge in the next 10 years. Uh, And I know the Australian government, uh, the US government and, and the New Zealand government are all looking to decrease the carbon 
and increase the performance of the housing stock in those countries. So what I mean by that is is that we've got millions of homes in Australia that, that are performing poorly because they've been designed badly and they've been built even worse. So I guess a landlord could, if they wanted to, install solar panels, a heat pump, batteries, uh, fans and insulation, but then I guess, you know, it would be up to them, not the renter per se. Sure. So are we likely to see new houses built more like this in the future? Is this something that governments are trying to encourage? I think so. And with the new minimum standards that have been brought in, new builds have to have a minimum seven stars in thermal performance. So the Australian government says this is going to reduce energy demand, uh, emissions and bills. But states and territories are adopting new requirements at different times. So it really depends where you live. Mick also says there's been a bit of pushback from old school operators in the industry. You know, there is some false and misleading information floating around that it's going to cost fifty to eighty to hundred thousand dollars more to build an energy efficient home. Well, that that actually is true if you're trying to make an inefficient design efficient. It's that simple. The responsibility of the industry is you've got to have efficient designs. We've been doing it for twenty years, so or nearly twenty years, so we're already there. We sort of look like rock stars at the moment. The fact that we were doing, we separate ourselves from the market, focused on a on a niche area that's now become a, a lot more mainstream. And But, you know, everyone should be doing it. Everyone should be building efficiently, designing efficiently and, and living efficiently. So I guess what Mick's saying there is that this is not only possible, but it's happening right now and it can be done. It's just that people need to do it, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's definitely possible with a bit of thought, a bit of intelligent design and uh, sort of changing some of the, the attitudes in the industry. We can definitely have cleaner, greener and more efficient homes and hopefully no power bills. I'd be all for that. That'd be nice. Okay, thanks very much, Alistair. Thanks, Bensian. Listener journo Alistair Kirkby there on the new eco-friendly house design that we could be seeing more of in the future. That's all we have time for on this afternoon's episode of The Briefing. Sasha Barbagat and the team will be back in your feed at six o'clock tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. 